Welcome to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner, online at americasretirementheadquarters.com and available by calling 419-794-3030. Once again, that's 419-794-3030. Whether you're a first-time listener or viewer or you've been with us for the duration here, we really do appreciate you taking the time. On today's show, what happens in that first meeting with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters before somebody says, let's get her done? Are you procrastinating about setting up a solid estate plan? And those dreaded Medicare commercials are actually showing up on the TVs again. We're going to learn how to avoid those traps, all this and more. But first, let me check in with the guys. Nolan Baker, not with us this week, but we do have Chaz Price and Scott Kirshner. So, guys, glad to be with you. How you doing? Well, thank you, Chris. Uh, Chaz, welcome back to the show. Mm-hmm. Thank you very good much. Good to have you. Always a pleasure. Yeah, I was out last week, um, but uh, it's good to be back again. So uh, we're doing very, very well here. Things are kind of ramping up. Weather is fantastic in this area right now. Except for the golf outing. Except, oh, weekend. yeah, man. I tell you what, we played in a golf outing uh, week uh, last weekend, and I have never in all of the years of golf played in conditions that bad. Yeah, it was it was a challenge. It was sure. British Open on steroids. It was <laughs> unbelievable. But uh, we had, you know, it's pretty bad when you're standing over a putt and the ball, you're trying to catch your balance, and you make a putt that's supposed to be straight, but you putt it for a break because the wind's going to blow it. In between lightning strikes. In between well, lightning strikes, green. yeah, yeah. So in any case, we're doing well, and um, uh, hopefully all the listeners and viewers out there are doing well uh, also. Glad to be indoors, especially in the summer again, one of the simple pleasures in life, walking in from outside and then just feeling that, that cool gust of air. You know, that, that's what it's all about. That, that's what I love. I'm, I'm more of a homebody anyway, but uh, glad to be with you guys and appreciate you taking the time to help offer some insights to the listeners. So let's go ahead and, and dive right in here. Daniel Lawrence Whitney might not necessarily be a household name, but his alter ego, Larry the Cable Guy, certainly is. Uh, recently, he was asked, the star of the Blue Collar Comedy Tour was asked about the origin of his signature catchphrase, get her done. Well, when I was a kid, my grandpa would take water to the cattle, and he'd always say, let's get to getting. He'd say, here we go to Mexico, and he'd say, get her done. Well, we got her done, you know, that kind of thing. You know, just one day on the radio, I was still, I was just, you know, doing characters for a radio station, and I did Larry for the first time. I called up, all right, let's get her done. They go, get her done. What's that mean? I go... Hell no, whatever you got to do, though, just get her done. <laughs> it's a real shame to hear that his catchphrase could have been, "Let's uh, here we go to Mexico, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. When someone sees you guys, when they sit down and speak with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters for the first time, what kind of things do you guys talk about before someone actually says, you know what, let's get her done? I can tell you, like you said, I don't know how many people actually know him by Daniel Lawrence Whitney. Yeah. Um, it's the cable guy, right? He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's a funny dude, you know, and uh, he's got some appropriate and inappropriate things to say out there, but it's always fun. So one of the things I can tell you that um, I have actually put together, and I um, I know a lot of the guys here on, on the team have put together, is I've got a little short video. It's about a, a minute, minute and 15 second long video that I have created that um, uh, when I get a call for an appointment, I get all their information, I set the date, and I say, okay, I'm going to send you an email with this little video and it'll give you some more information and details about exactly what to expect when you show up for the first appointment you know one of the things i like to do is i like to get to know the people a little bit uh, because it's all about the people right Mm -hmm. i mean that's what we do it's all about the people so you know i'll I'll talk about their likes their dislikes um uh, a lot of their dislikes are very very similar because we're dealing with medicare right it's a government sponsored program. So I hear a lot of the dislikes are, are very, very similar, but, um, you know, and then what we do is we kind of go through and get an, a flavor of, uh, what, what we're actually here for. Um, and I actually stole the page from your book, um, which is, I, I love it. I was sitting with you with a client and you ask a question and it just really resonated with me. And it's like, what keeps you up at night? Hmm. Uh, I love that phrase. I love asking clients, so what keeps you up at night? Because really, if you stop and think about it, at the end of the day, that 
is what's important to them. If they can't sleep, then they've got some things that are weighing heavy on their mind. Uh, so that's kind of the flow that I go through. I send out a video, uh, set the appointment, send the video out, and then when they do come in, I just sit and chat with them for a while, and uh, that's why my half-hour appointments are usually 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> Chess, how about you? I mean, I, I know I kind of stole your thunder with your one thing you say, but what do you, what does your first appointment look like? Yeah, and, and I agree on those videos, and that's something uh, one of our producers, Travis, put together. It's been a home run for us, I think. Sure. I think every advisor in the company has their own personalized video, and um, yeah, that definitely helps to kind of get people at ease to, first of all, put a name with a face. Mm -hmm. uh, if they haven't actually met us through maybe one of our workshops, or something like that. Um, my first appointments generally are, are similar. You know, we're going to do a needs analysis and a discovery, but it really depends where we go with that um, on, I guess, where the person came from, quite honestly. So sometimes if, like I said, it's a, a newer uh, prospective client that maybe we've met at a workshop, mm -hmm. and we've already talked about a couple of uh, topics from that workshop. For instance, the workshop that we just did on Monday, mm -hmm. you know, talking about taking back control of your retirement, retirement today, some of the challenges facing retirees. We actually entitled it uh, Prosperity in a Period of Decline because retiring for uh, a person today is going to be vastly different than it was for their parents. And so, depending on what items on that checklist that we go through, mm -hmm. our green sheet, would really determine where we discuss it, but we'll have a conversation about who they are. You know, tell me about your story. Where are you from? Who's important to you? Uh, what is important to you about your money? Uh, crazy, but you know, I'll say, no, really, what is it? Is it liquidity? Is it that it's safe? Is it that it's going to provide, you know, for your beneficiaries? Are you living on or leaving this money? Um, and then, you know, we'll just kind of talk about what some of their needs, wants, and wishes are. Mm -hmm. In that discovery appointment, I really describe it as uh, I, I describe it as a couple of different ways, but normally it's kind of like I'm painting a picture, and I'll tell them that up front. I'll say, you know, this is an opportunity for you to describe your ideal retirement. You know, and today we're going to talk about some of the broad strokes, but eventually, if you decide to work with us over time, we're going to start to paint in some of the detail, and as you get closer to some of those milestones. We're going to have the date, the time, the amount, the airline, where you're staying, you know, <laughs> the, the, as much detail as you can build into the financial plan, the better. You know, my grandfather always would say good things in, good things out, good inputs sure. in, accurate details in, accurate cash flows in, great results out. So after we've had that conversation in our first appointment, normally there's three outcomes, Scott, that could happen. Okay. The first is going to be, um, we say, you know what, after we've looked at everything, um, we've analyzed their tax situation, uh, we've, we, we've ran their receipt, which is um, my take on uh, understanding what it costs in your investments. That's a big takeaway from one of our workshops is knowing what things cost mm -hmm. and looking at how much risk is in their income. You know, I often ask folks, how much risk do you want in your income? I had sure. a guy Monday night say 30%. I was like, actually, I think the answer is zero. I think a lot of people recognize it's zero, but they don't want to say anything. Right. So we want risk in your investments, in your assets, in the valuation of the, the, you know, the, the balances. But I don't want any risk in my income. Um, I'm willing to take risk as long as it doesn't change our golf schedule. Sure, right? exactly. Or if I can't travel six you know, to 12 weeks out of the year, that's a problem. So... We'll look at taxes, we look at the cost of your investments, we look at how much risk is in your income, and then if they're on track, we'll say, you know what, you guys are in the best position you can be in. You know, we, we really can't, you know, add much more value, we shake hands, we part ways as friends, if you sure. still shake hands these days, which we yeah. do. Yes. <laughs> um, the second outcome could be that we say, you know what, you're close, you're almost there, there's just a couple of things that we need to button up, and here's kind of a list of some observations, not necessarily recommendations. That usually comes in our second and third appointment when it's a little bit more detail about what type of accounts. Is it traditional? Is sure. it Roth? Is it, you know, the balances and things like that? And then the third outcome, which happens quite often, is when folks, we sit down, they've already come to a, a session, uh, a workshop, 
um, they've scheduled their financial lab, which is the second part of the um, event of the workshop. You know, there's 120 slides in that deck. Right. It's a two hour. It's actually a four hour presentation that we tried to shrink down into two hours so mm-hmm. that we could reach more people. But we add on to the back end the financial lab so we can talk about you know their specific situation. And if they come to that meeting and say, "Wow, Chaz, you know, no one's talking to us about taxes. No one's sending us videos of them, you know, discussing a topic." I know Nolan has a library, a plethora, right. and right. you do too, of topics, annuities, and mm-hmm. other, you know. Uh, independent income system explaining that no one's doing those things for us uh, our advisor is just only talking about investments it, you know so in retirement is so much more right it is so much more than just your investments it's an entire plan so if they say wow no one's talking to us about this um, we definitely want to come on board you know we'll generally start to talk about when the meter actually starts running and that's all detailed in that second appointment in the uh, we call it our observations review where now we have a detailed recommendation. There's accounts, there's products, uh, our fees, all the, the appropriate sure. details are disclosed in that second meeting. So that's just kind of a general. You so know, your meetings and my meetings are, are, are kind of drastically different. You know, you, you, a lot of times you'll have a second, third, maybe even four or five appointments, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for me, it's a matter of signing them up for Medicare. If they're already signed up for Medicare, then we go through a, um, uh, the different plans, you know, the Medicare supplemental policies or the Medicare Advantage plans. You know, one thing you mentioned, um, you, you like to paint a, 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 a you know, kind of like painting a, a picture mm-hmm. uh, that popped into my head. Bob Ross, I can just see Chaz <laughs> going, "Oh, and we need a pretty little yeah. tree over here." And <laughs> I, this yeah. new house, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I visited his. Um, uh, his hometown, which is um, in Ball State, at mm-hmm. Ball State University, and I visited the house that he actually shot those videos out of, and that was a really cool experience. So that's actually my favorite part of the job, Scott. Honestly, that's really I think while I'm while I'm in the business, I mean I'm I can do a little bit of math, you know, I yeah. enjoy numbers and money, but I think the thing that I enjoy the most is when people come into the office at mm-hmm. this stage of their life. You might actually recognize this too. A little different conversation, right? Um, but um, they're starting to get excited. You know, mm-hmm. it's the first time in a long time, uh, probably since they've been teenagers, that they actually can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. They can see what life is going to look right. like without having to punch a clock. And so the the, the demeanor and, and the conversations are fun. Um, if they're a little hesitant and they don't want to give us detail, I draw that out because that's where we really sure. get to know each other sure. and I enjoy hearing about their kids and the family and yeah right absolutely making it happen so well we're talkers you know so that's what Chaz and I do in our first appointments and it's very similar uh, you know with everybody here at the office um, uh, if you would like to schedule an appointment uh, you know obviously you can reach out to us uh, either by uh, calling the number or you can uh, go on to our website America's uh, retirement headquarters uh, America's Medicare associates for myself so uh, that's that's what we do in our first appointments and again, it's really easy to set up that first appointment. Just give a call, 419-794-3030. It, it kind of sounds like, you know, this getting to know you phase. Uh, I know it's been a while for myself and and, and Scott, yourself being, you know, uh, married for a little bit here and Chaz getting married soon. Right. Uh, that first date. It's been a while since I think any of us have had a quote unquote first date. But that is what it is with your clients. It's getting to know you and deciding if that is a relationship that both of you want to see going forward, being able to see what you can bring to the table um, so if you have concerns about retirement, if, if you want to talk about, you know, what actually keeps you up at night and help make your retirement dreams into retirement reality, 419-794-3030, or go online to americasretirementheadquarters.com. So here's the question. Are people in their 50s living their best possible life? New data from AARP and National Geographic found only 3% said yes. They said that while Gen Xers might be making a good living, they're paying off college bills, trying to support aging parents and you know, fretting over whether they've actually saved enough money for retirement. So I think that's where you guys come in. Is your door open to talk to those in their 50s? You know, Gen Xers are getting ready to enter that retirement red zone that are trying to balance all these as they approach their second half of life. You know, that to me, that number was staggering, 3%. Yeah, that was kind of sad. Pretty yeah. low. You know, and you, you said, you know, just a minute ago that, um, you know, talking with people, uh, you know, in ready for retirement, it's like exciting 
Well, according to this, man, if you're in the 50s, it's like doomsday, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, 3% of the people say they're living their best life. You know, I've blown through the 50s. Uh, you know, I, as you know now, I'm, I'm 60. And, and um, you know, for me personally, it was uh, the 50s weren't bad. I didn't have any school debt to worry about, so that that was one thing I didn't have to worry about. But the one thing that it mentions in here is taking care of aging and supporting aging parents. Mm -hmm. yeah, I did that. I'm still doing that with my mom. Um, and that can be a very time-constraining and, and financially draining, uh, stressful time, you know, and... I guess you start doing that in your 50s, right? Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that I read was um, uh, 50s are essentially being in eighth grade. You're too young to play with the young kids, and you're not old enough to <laughs> hang with the seniors, right? I mean, it's, it's kind of like what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, I know um, I know our school, uh, Anthony Wayne out here, you know, they have... They have the uh, junior high, they have the middle school, and then they go from, uh, you go to eighth grade, and, and you're not really a high schooler yet, uh, but that's when kind of like all of the different schools that we have, the Waterville, the, the Monclova, and the um, White House elementary schools all come together, and you're meeting all kinds of new friends and people and everything. It can be very stressful. So when you have someone that tells you, the 50s are not going as well as they planned. How do you deal with that? I mean, 3% is a really low number. Yeah. They should be living their best life. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's kind of the, the point that you made is it is kind of the uh, the night is darkest just before dawn. You know, it is a very difficult time because you're probably in your peak earnings years. Mm -hmm. Sure. You're working super hard for those last 10 to 15 years to max out your 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 income and your brackets and your savings for retirement. And then you're in that sandwich generation where your kids are probably in their mid twenties, mm -hmm. um, maybe still in college. You, as the article talked about, you may even still have some, some debt yourself. And so the fifties are just kind of the, those years where there's just a lot of demands on your time, your finance, your emotions and your energy. And so yeah, it's kind of like where you're looking to the future, to retirement, um, but you're still looking back a little bit towards your youth. You're, yeah. you know, you're not out of it yet. So I think that there's just not a whole lot you can do, you know, other than to just recognize that that's, you're, you're going to have that experience. And maybe a takeaway would be that just make sure you're taking uh, the appropriate steps to make sure that doesn't happen for your kids. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Probably, you know, the number one, um, expense that you're going to have, we know this for a fact is healthcare. Right. And, you know, when we talk about healthcare, you know, people, you can really see them, uh, in long-term care specifically because Medicare doesn't cover all those costs. Right. You got to come out of pocket for that. And it's mm -hmm. just a very uncomfortable conversation to have to say, okay, you're going to need about $300,000 for a healthy couple over your life for healthcare. Where's that money going to come from? How are you going to fund long-term care? So the 50s is the perfect time, I think, to start looking at that. It's going to be one of the biggest expenses. Mm -hmm. By the way, it's also probably going to be one of the most expensive. You're going to have to uh, take into consideration the fact that there are 12,000 people turning 65 every day in the United States right now. That's why I do what I do. Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, that is going to put a tremendous demand on some of these facilities, Medicare in general. And oh, by the way, Social Security, we know that Social Security, to put it lightly, has some challenges. By the, I think by the end of 2034, Social Security is expected to be, only, mm -hmm. to, uh, be able to only fund about 75% of the benefits for current beneficiaries. So, you know, taking into consideration that, plus the demand and the cost of long-term care, saving for that eventuality that you will have to provide for yourself in your elder years, not putting those burdens on your children, um, making sure that that's the case and that they don't have that same sandwich experience that you're having. Sure. Is a takeaway, you know, yeah. that I think I would agree Yeah, that they could have, and, you know, at that age, when you're in, as Chaz said, in your peak working years, you know, you don't quite see the light at the end of the tunnel just yet, but it's never really too early to go and start planning for retirement, especially, you know, when there are so many moves, you can make the more time you have on your side, the better equipped you will be for retirement down the line. So if you are, you know, in, in Gen X, the quote unquote forgotten generation is, is, is uh, they're fond of calling themselves sometimes 
there are things you can do right now to go and start planning for your retirement, to go and start putting the, uh, the groundwork in place. Go ahead and pick up the phone, schedule a time to speak with America's Retirement Headquarters, have that conversation, 419-794-3030, or you can go online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Estate planning, another one of those things that people don't really think about when they're in the working world. Are you putting off your estate planning at 92 years of age? Lillian Droniak, she's still going strong. She actually keeps busy with her new life as a social media star. She's known as Grandma Droniak on TikTok. These are my rules at my funeral. Listen up. You could cry, but don't cry too much. Don't make a fool of yourself. Bertha is not invited. Don't let her in. And you better get drunk afterward. Take a shot for me. <laughs> I don't know what Bertha did, but uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to really find out. Lillian. <laughs> sounds really fun. Yeah, she does. Definitely an example of planning ahead. What do you guys tell a client that's been you know, procrastinating when it comes to estate planning? Well, you know, it's kind of bizarre because I just had this conversation um, uh, just yesterday, as a matter of fact, with one of the associates here in the office, uh, and she mentioned how what she's being called to is actually this very issue, estate planning and helping the, uh, the people that haven't really taken care of their planning yet. You know, this is near and dear to my heart. Um, I've actually put together the Ultimate Estate Planning Guide, uh, which helps out a lot. It's, um, it's a free guide if anybody wants a copy of that. It's actually on our website um, at, uh, uh, you know, America's Retirement Headquarters. And uh, if you want a copy of that, feel free to reach out to us at the office. We'll send you that. Um, I don't know what Bertha did either. That was actually kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) You know, unfortunately, what I have found is a lot of people don't prepare for this. Um, And going through settling the, you know, my dad's affairs when he passed away, it's very difficult if things aren't spelled out and put in place. Uh, it, It happens all too often, and it's a shame. And one of the things that I found is a lot of people just don't want to talk about it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, my mom's one of them. She doesn't want anything to do with it. She doesn't want to talk about it. She, nothing to do with it at all. I've obviously been in the business. I've had to pry these things out of her. But what you're doing by by basically shoving it under the, you know, brooming it under the carpet is you're putting it off for your loved ones to take care of. Yeah. And if you're not telling them what you want, you know, I would challenge any one of our viewers or listeners out there, uh, if you're younger do you know what your parents want? What are their wishes? That's a great point. I mean, you just don't ask that question. Mm-hmm. Do they want a cremation or do they want, uh, you know, a, a, a traditional funeral? Uh, what color of uh, felt do they want in the casket? Hmm. Do they want a one day, a day and a half? What is their preferred color? There's all kinds of things that people just don't know. Uh, One of the other things that we offer here, I personally do, uh, Nolan does, and and the whole team, is prepaid funeral costs. You know, I mean, we can actually help you take care of those issues now before you get to that situation. You know, one of the things I want to do real quickly is kind of go through a couple of the things in the Ultimate Estate Planning Guide that a lot of people don't think about. You know, for example, beneficiaries. Hmm. You have to know who the beneficiaries are. You don't want to find out after the fact that the beneficiaries weren't changed and, uh, you know, mom or dad didn't make a change to the beneficiaries and there's someone on there that no longer should be on there. Um, They're still going to get that money. Uh, Important phone numbers. You know, one of the things I I talk about all the time is uh, we didn't know who to contact with some of the things that dad had going on until we got things in the mail. Um, it would have been really nice to be able to have this form put in place, uh, account numbers. You know, if I talked to a couple last week and I asked them the, this simple question, who takes care of the bills? And uh, the guy says, well, I take care of all the bills. I says, so does your wife have any idea what the password is to get into the phone, you know, the, 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 the cell phone account? He says, she doesn't have any idea what's going on with anything. Mm-hmm. Well, if he passes away, She's not going to have any idea on who the electric bill until all of these things come, you know, the phone bill, Mm -hmm. uh, the gas bill, all of that. So account numbers, we have a section where you put account numbers and you put phone numbers and you put passwords, um, bank accounts. 
yeah. you know, what, what kind of bank accounts do you have? A lot of times you'll have a situation where one spouse doesn't know that the other spouse had a bank account out there, had no idea, and then all of a sudden this account shows up, right? Legal documents. Know, are there any legal documents? If anybody that uh, you know may be divorced and in the divorce agreement, you know the kids uh, are entitled to this, that, or the other. These are things that the ultimate estate planning guy goes through and, and covers all of that. Um, you know, it's experiencing it right now myself. I know we had a guest on here uh, um, several months ago, a friend of mine who lost his wife prematurely. She was in her early fifties. And he thought he had everything pretty much put together. Um, little did he know, and he told us this on the radio show, and um, uh, little did he know that he wasn't as prepared as he thought he was. Uh, so, you know, be like grandma, and I don't know if you want to eliminate uh, Bertha or Berta, whatever her name was, uh, <laughs> but do with the shots. Uh, you know, I, I guess I appreciate that. Um, just do your family a favor and at least put some things down on paper yeah. so they know and have an idea. Reach out to us if you want a copy of that uh, Ultimate Estate Planning Guide. We'd be happy to get that to you, and uh, we're here to help you in any way we can with that. Because in any situation, the loss of a loved one is, a, is an emotional time, and there's a lot mm -hmm. of, you know, a lot of feelings that go into it. And if there's some confusion or, or things aren't clear about, you know, passwords or what accounts are being paid or, you know, who's supposed to get what, that can just add to it and... It's unnecessary and it can be avoided. So take advantage of this. You know, heaven forbid you accidentally invite Bertha to. I'm going to look it up. I, I got to figure out what's going on with that. <laughs> right. But take advantage of this. Get a copy of the Ultimate Estate Planning Guide. Go to America's Retirement Headquarters.com or give a call 419 794 3030. They'll be happy to speak with you, uh, get a copy out to you. And if you have any other questions pertaining to your retirement, including estate planning, happy to work that out as well. 419 794 3030. All right, Scott, let's uh, change gears a little bit. Here we are, you know, August just kicking off with Medicare annual enrollment fast approaching in October. Uh, those dreaded commercials have started hitting TV uh, already. So uh, with that in mind, with them being shown a lot, how can seniors avoid falling into the traps that the three Joes and, you know, and, and Mr. Walker, Mr. Dynamite, uh, the traps that they're setting? Yeah, who doesn't want to watch Mr. Dynamite again, right? I'll watch him on Good Times, but as far yeah, as the commercials, exactly, not exactly. so much. You know, Chris, um, uh, that's a great question. With AEP coming right around the corner, as um, you know, I talk all the time about AEP. Starts October, uh, October fifteenth, runs through December seventh. Every year, it's the same thing. Um, uh, there are drastic changes this year. Actually, there are drastic changes for myself. Um, one of the things that um, uh, actually our guest, uh, Liz, I'm sure I know she has to do this as well, but Chaz and I, uh, we have continuing education, we have pre-certifications, we have to get relicensed to do what we do, right? And um, uh, the good old CMS, Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Services, had made some changes in requirements to help combat and the confusion that people get from these commercials, right? You know, I've had clients that I've signed up, I've talked to, they're comfortable, they're happy, and they watch the commercial on TV, and then all they do is it piques their interest, they make that 800 call, and then they're hooked. Mm -hmm. it, it can be very, very misleading. So one of the things that I have to start doing, which is, um, I don't know if this is good or bad, I, I, I have yet to figure this out. I have to record every meeting that I am uh, with. And it's it's just a audio recording, it's not a video recording. Um, so that's one of the changes that as a advisor I have to make. Uh, but I put kind of a hit list together, a little bit of um, some ideas on how to avoid uh, falling into these um, traps that they put out there. First and probably the easiest thing you can do is just turn the TV off, <laughs> mute it, change the channel, do something. I mean, it, that's simple. I know it's easy, sad, you know, just turn it off, you know, but uh, a lot of times, you know, people get drug into these things. We've talked about it on previous shows, you know, uh, the, the panic effects that with the market fluctuating the way it is, and you listen to all of these different news channels, and it just confuses you and it raises all of these concerns. Just turn it off. Probably the most important thing that I can advise you to do is talk to an advisor. Obviously, I would love to talk to everybody out there. If you have an advisor that is helping you with your Medicare, talk to them. If you have something comes up that you see on TV or in these commercials and it 
piques your interest, if you think it's too good to be true, it usually is, talk to your advisor. I mean, we, we go through all of these plans and go through all of the different things uh, when it comes to do with, um, with Medicare, and we know what's behind the scenes, you know? Uh, do your homework. Uh, do your homework. You probably haven't done homework in, you know, what, 60, 50, 50 some years, but do your homework. There's a lot of different resources out there. Uh, I do a lot of educational events. I do a lot of meetings where I've got videos and, um, you know, podcasts. We are uh, do the radio show. Do your homework. Find out. Ask questions. You can look on the Internet to get some more information. Talk to family and friends. I know I talk about this a lot. Uh, the one thing I'll caution you about talking with family and friends is that's a good way to get a flavor for what's out there, what other people are doing. But remember, what they have may not be the best thing for you. Mm -hmm. You can get information that will talk to you a little bit. They'll talk to you about what they have. Uh, and you, you know, But it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the best thing that's going to fit for you. Uh, so these are just a few tips that I've put together. Um, this past week, I actually spent uh, a good portion of a day at a first look event. This was a situation where all of these insurance companies got together and they did their little what I call their dog and pony show where they actually tell everybody what is new for 2023. There are a lot of new things on the horizons in 2023 for Medicare. Uh, in my opinion, and doing this for almost 28 years now, I see some really good things coming for 2023 for uh, the people, the seniors that are on Medicare. Uh, the Advantage plans have gotten far better than they ever were. Um, so all of these companies, I think in all, I, I uh, sat and listened to 12 different companies talk about what's new and, and why I should write business through them. Um, and uh, talked about a lot of really good things that they are changing in, in, in coming down the um, in the future for 2023. So, you know, stay educated, stay involved. Um, if your advisor is not sending you out a uh, annual renewal letter and a um, uh, requesting an appointment, you should check in with him every or her every single open enrollment period or annual enrollment period. Uh, all my clients, I send letters out. They'll get those letters the 1st of October. Uh, they'll call and schedule appointments, um, and we'll go through and do a free analysis and make sure that everything they have is still in their best interest, still working for them. Uh, prescription plans, uh, making sure their doctors are still uh, um, in the networks for them, making sure that their health hasn't changed. If it has, hasn't impacted their out-of-pocket expenses. Because, you know, like you mentioned earlier, Chaz, in the previous segment, um, that health care is a huge cost uh, for people moving in through retirement, and uh, we want to make sure that we cover all of that. So, yes, you know, the the commercials are coming. They're going to be blasted all over. These companies have been working on these commercials now, the new ones for 2023. I know there's some TV ads that are coming out now. Don't fall into the trap. Mm -hmm. Don't jump ship without consulting somebody that's in the business that has a good idea on what's actually going on. Reach out to me at americasmedicareassociates.com. Uh, uh, be happy to talk to anybody and give you a free analysis on what you currently have. I was going to say not to not to contradict what you said a second ago about if if their Medicare person isn't being proactive and reaching out to them already for them to reach out. No, instead, why don't you reach out to someone who is proactive and has been reaching out to his clients for how many years have you been doing this now, Scott? Boy, September will be 28 years. So there you go. Again, uh, why not reach out to Scott and, and have him do the work for you? 419-794-3030 is how you get in touch or go online to America's Medicare Associates. I appreciate the fact that you went to a first look event for Medicare last week when uh, a lot of people, myself included, I was watching uh, the Comic-Con footage and see what all the new superhero <laughs> movies that were coming out. Instead, you're looking at the changes in, in Medicare. We are different people. But uh, thankfully, mm -hmm. when people have questions about Medicare, they don't talk to me. They'll talk to you. So, again, AmericasMedicareAssociates.com or 419-794-3030. Now, since we started doing two uh, half hours or the full hour here on the show earlier this year, we have... Uh, committed ourselves to do a segment that shows a spotlight to people making a difference in the area. We call it Committed to the 419. 
And so this week we are pleased, as Scott mentioned earlier, to have Liz Terwilliger, uh, Terwilliger here on the show. Uh, she's the branch manager at Ameritrust uh, Home Mortgage here in the Toledo area. So, Liz, welcome to the show. And uh, guys, I'll let you take it away. Welcome, Liz. I'm Hi. glad to have you on the show. Um, uh, did we do that right? Close. Okay. So the last name I know can be a little tricky, It, but you got it right the second time. It's Terwilliger. Yes. So Liz Terwilliger. That's okay. Happens Perfect. all the time. Good. Um, company is Amera First. Amera First. So ah, I know there's yes. a lot. No, that's okay. There's Amera Trust, Amera, all kinds of Amera. That's, that's all right. No, that's fine. It's Amera First. Yep. Amera First. Perfect. Yeah. first yeah. in the alphabet. So yeah. there you go. We want to be yeah. the first. A, yeah. The first. There, there you go. go. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us today. Why don't you take a few minutes, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. And then I've got a uh, hit list of questions that I think the listeners are going to be excited to hear uh, your responses to. Okay, wonderful. So, um, you know, I'm born and raised in the area. I'm a Toledo gal. Um, I've been doing mortgages now. This will be year 22. 22. So I've been, you know, through the ups and downs of this industry over the past couple years. Um, but I've been doing that for a long time. I really enjoy it. I enjoy educating customers and dealing with clients of all different um, levels, you know, in the stage of buying a home, whether you're a repeat buyer or this is your first time. Um, and yeah, so that's, I really enjoy what we do and, and we have a great um, company that backs, you know, everything that we offer. So, so like us in our industry, it's all about the people. Yes. And it's helping people because yes. it can be confusing. You know, I remember, uh, this has been a long time ago, uh, my first loan, and I remember going through the application process. I think I was 18, 19 years old. I was scared to death. You know, but I said, oh my gosh, it's my first loan. And this was to buy a car, right? I had no idea whether I'm going to be able to get this loan. And I was really nervous and up, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, anxious, right? Um, it seems like to me, that's not the case as much as it was back then. You know, I remember the application process. I remember pulling all of the, uh, you know, my personal information on the application process and the loan officer, you know, I'm, I'm a 19 year old kid, right? So I think in this loan officer is this big, you know, monster guy saying, okay, yeah, if we send this through uh, underwriting and you're approved, you'll get the loan. But if not, you don't get the loan. Right, you know? right. How have things changed from when you first started to yeah. today? Yeah, tremendously. So I will say when I first got into the industry, it was 2000. I mean, there there's just so much more knowledge at people's fingertips nowadays, sure. which can be good and bad, you know, because sometimes they read things that just are not accurate or outdated or just, you know, get enough information to be dangerous. But yet... So, you know, people understand the process a little bit more. They understand what goes into it. It's still nerve wracking, at least when it comes to purchasing a home. I think it's in a very emotional experience. So people, even despite knowing a lot about the process, are mm -hmm. still nervous. They're scared. You know, they want this house. This, you know, they picture their family there and, you know, their right. future. So. I literally can spend an entire day just answering questions. And then people apologize to me for asking so many questions. I'm like, no, I, this literally is my job. Like, please do that. I, right. I want you to know, I don't want you to misunderstand. I want you to know the process. So it's changed in the sense that there is more information out there. So people do come to you a little bit more savvy. Sure. But again, they get the old personal side to it where they're still really scared and nervous and you know about the whole process so we just try to ease their fears with the way it goes and it's funny too because some people are so nervous and i look at them i'm like you literally have nothing to worry about right. but i know it's just because it's an emotional um, right. importance to them sure so. so so chaz and i both went through our first appointment process tell us yeah. a little bit about what a first appointment process sure. would be with you so i've decided that, that i want to buy this house um what can I expect in my first appointment? Sure, sure. Um, you know, things have changed a lot over the last few years just with, with COVID. Um, one thing that I do miss um, is that we don't meet with people in person as much as we used to. That was, right. you know, result of that time period. You start signing everything electronically and doing mm -hmm. as many phone conversations as you can. And what I missed from before when we would just meet with everybody in person is you do get up, you get to know your buyers a little bit better. You get to connect with them a little bit more. So when I do get the opportunity to, to meet with someone in person, 
I like to sit down. I like to talk with them. Um, just get to know them personally. It helps me just understand their situation better sure. just from chatting. Um, but then I always like to dive in if if they haven't found a house yet. So, that, you know, we have multiple different stages they can be in in the process. So let's say they haven't found a house yet. They're just getting pre-approved. I like to just talk with them about budget. You know, okay. what kind of money do they have to work with? And I try to encourage people to just, you know, be very candid with me. You know, sometimes people get afraid to tell me something, right. you know, like they're afraid I won't, I'm a big scary loan officer. I won't approve their loan or, you know, I'll make them spend all their money. It's like, no, tell me what you have to work with because then I can help you know what you can do or get to a target payment you want to get with if mm -hmm. I know what money you have with. I'm never going to make someone do something they don't want to do, but at least I can give you accurate options. So usually when I meet with someone, I just try to find out just where they're sitting financially, what's going on, you know, everything from income to assets, you know, credit, you know, budget. And then I do like to dive into um, try to get them to have a correlation between what their ideal payment is and what that will buy them in a house. Sometimes people are spot on, sometimes they are wildly off. Sure. So yeah. I just want them to kind of understand that a lot of times I will have a client come in and say, I only want a $700 a month house payment, but I, I want a $150,000 home. I'm like, well, that's not going to get you there unless you have a tremendous amount of money to put down. You know? sure. So everybody's a little unique and different. And I try to at least put that more um, together for them. So when they're out shopping for houses, they know. The other thing is I don't want them to be sticker shocked. I don't want to just send them off with a number and say, here, you can get approved for $300,000. And then they go out into the field with little knowledge thinking, well, that's going to be only $800 a month. It's like, well, no, right. I can pre-approve you for that, but this is what you're going to be looking at for a payment. So it's really up to you. Um, so we like to dive into that. I like to talk about budget first, and then I will go into loan programs. Um, I like to have as much information about them upfront before I sit down in that meeting, because mm -hmm. what I, what I don't like to do is say, well, you might be able to do, do, do this, or you might be able to do that. I want to say, I've already looked at all of your stuff and here's what you can do. Um, so we'll talk about different loan programs. If they qualify, there's first time home buyer programs. I mean, there's multiple different kinds of loans you can do. You know, maybe some are better than others depending on your individual situation. So we try to just go over that and give them options and answer questions that they have. So usually I try to kind of cover all that. It's a lot of information, so mm -hmm. I try not to overwhelm people too much on that very first meeting because they might only take away a few things that I sure. talked about. But we at least try to cover those few points. So. How, how long would you say the, the typical first appointment? I know with me, yeah. I'm a talker, and it's an yeah. hour. Normally, I will block out an hour for an sure. appointment. Um, it depends on the client, how quick, you know, and if they only have one option, you know, it's pretty quick to go over type of thing. So, so you and I would be sitting there for at least half a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, hey, call yes. it what it is, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Liz, with um, interest rates, I know we've seen rises. What's right. that doing to the mortgage industry? Is it uh, hurting? I, I am an optimistic person, so I'm going to come from a place like I think it'll be fine, and mm. I think it has been fine. I think it slowed things down a little bit. Um, it definitely got rid of a lot of the refi business, but in my personal opinion, I'm, I'm okay with that. It was... It was great, don't get me wrong, I'm happy people got to take advantage of such a low rate, but it was kind of bogging down the system. It was hard, you know, we had just so much business that you're mm -hmm. working on all these refinances and purchases, it just was making everything so busy and right. it was hard. But so that definitely has slowed down to almost, you know, not, almost nothing. Um, I have not seen, in, at least in our market, a huge difference with buyers. I think everybody, what I noticed from their, the mental aspect of it, people get real nervous. Like today, the Fed's supposed to announce that they're raising rates. Everybody gets right. real nervous and they don't want to apply. Well, rates have actually already gone up. We probably won't see a big difference once they make their announcement, well, if they have already, um, because everybody kind of knew that mm -hmm. they were going to raise. So we've already seen the increase in the rates coming in the weeks right. in anticipation. So I think everybody gets real nervous as a consumer, which I do not blame them, it's scary then they almost come to terms with it. And it's like, okay, but I still want to buy a house. 
Right. So it's like we have a couple days of quietness and then boom, we have clients like, no, I still want to buy a house. My rent is also going up. I don't want to rent mm -hmm. anymore. I just want to own a home. That does, that has not changed. I don't think with the increase in rates and, and I actually hope it doesn't. So right. yeah. What do you know what it does? Like a 1% increase, uh, as far as how much you can borrow, does it limit it? Uh, I've read articles. It says thousands. It could. I mean, it's hard to put an exact figure on it because every client's a little different. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it can definitely make a difference in the payment and the budget. And we have some programs that are very um, restrictive in terms of debt to income ratio. So what we have had to do this year, and it, it's not fun, is people have been pre-approved for a few months. You, when you get pre-approved, it's mm -hmm. good for four months. But all of a sudden there's a big jump in rate. And if they're in this special program, we've actually had to contact clients and say, hey, you're still pre-approved, but we got to back it down about 10 grand because now I can't get you in this program because sure. the rates are now higher. So that, and that, and that just stinks because it's already kind of difficult to get a house in a price range as it is right now. Mm -hmm. So that would be about the only thing that's really affected. Gotcha. So you've been in the business long enough to know the old bubble burst. Yes. What a crazy time that was. It was. I mean, and I remember back then that there were banks actually loaning 125% to value. I mean, first of all, that just defies logic to me. Right. Uh, no I, no I, income verification. Yeah. No, no, I know. I mean, it's like, here, sign here. You know, it's kind of like writing a life insurance policy. If they fog up the mirror, you're approved. You know, that's just not <laughs> how it works. That's not a good way to do business. But uh, so those days are long gone, yes. right? I mean, you yes. don't see anything no, no. near that anymore. No. And in fact, um, you know, the quality of loans today are just and have been for the last couple of years are just night and day different. Some distinct differences between that and this is is a couple of things in my opinion. So the, the people have to have money, skin in the game with the houses. Sure. More people are putting money down, you know, pre last bubble 20 or 2008, most people bought homes like no money down, right. actually got money back. You know, it was just a different, it was such a different time. Um, the quality of your buyer is, is 10 times better, you know, we've, We've verified they could afford this house. They have good credit. They have money down. It's a lot different. There are those unique products out there still, but I say very, very unique because it's so extremely limited and so few. It would not cause a bubble. So you have a couple lenders, what they call, um, not to get too technical, but they call them non-QM lenders that will do some unique things for self-employed sure. borrowers, things like that. But again, it's it's night and day the way it was before. It's not the norm, it's, a, it's an extreme exception. The other thing too, as of right now, in my opinion, um, w employment levels are still good. I mean, technically speaking, statistically, people can afford, they can afford these rates, they can afford their houses. We're not experiencing layoffs and mm -hmm. income issues that we were back then. It's it, Again, it's not the same thing. Um, and the other thing that I think why we're not going to see a bubble, I don't think at all, in my opinion, is inventory. Inventory is so low. Right. I mean, it's just so low. And mm -hmm. it, it's going to take, gosh, I, I mean, I don't know for sure if it'll even be corrected by next year. I think it's going to slowly get better, but it's going to take some time nationally and then locally to just get back to that, that level. In 2008, we had we had plenty of inventory. It was a lot. There was just a lot right. out there. And then you had income issues and you had people not qualifying for mortgages in a proper way. I just, I personally don't think it's going to be anywhere close to the same. You know, I know, um, um, Nolan and I live over in, uh, the same subdivision and, and, uh, houses go on the market mm -hmm. and they're gone. Yeah. I mean, right now, and the numbers are crazy yes. high numbers. You know, the, the days of the, Two fifty to three hundred thousand dollar, you know, normal houses. It's four to six, right? It is. I mean, is that what you're seeing? Yes, yes, it is. Um, it is. Yeah, what you even two, three years ago, your money just doesn't go quite as far. However, I do see again, hopefully, as the market will balance, is what I'm hoping with the raise mm -hmm. of the interest rates and a little bit of the cooling. And this cooling or correction, I wouldn't call it a crash in any way. Um, is is really important to balance things out because I think you have again a lot of buyers that haven't been able to buy sure. or things just been priced out of their range that now they may be able to do something in the next year so I think we're going to actually have a pretty strong market for the next few years and hopefully a little bit more balance but yeah it 
things have already changed a little bit in terms of the past few years we have seen just people offering and paying twenty, thirty thousand dollars, not just over ask, but over the property's value. Just right. here, seller, I will give you an extra thirty grand. Just I just need a house. I mean, that's been this almost panicked mentality. And even just in the last like probably two months, that has calmed down a little bit. Um, so, but it's still very much a seller's market, but it's calmed down a little. Are you seeing? I know we're coming up to the end of the show here, but real quick, are you seeing in a situation like that? Uh, you still have to have an appraisal yeah. that's going to justify the amount that you're going to lend. They, we won't, How are they doing that? Yeah, we won't lend over a percentage of the, you know, right. you have to put 5% down. No, clients are literally giving the seller the difference in cash. Wow. So these mm -hmm. houses are not being financed over. Right. That's why I'm like, these are still, you know, the home is still only being financed for what's owed, but the borrower is literally just taken out of their bank account, well, another 20 grand, here you go. Well, I guess I can see that because, you know, if I were to sell my house today, I would make a boatload of money on that. And if I buy a new house, I'm going to overpay mm -hmm. and I can just take some of the proceeds right. and throw it on a new one. Okay, right. that makes sense. Right. That makes sense. So um, how, I know we're, we're at the end of the show here. I really, really want to thank you for coming oh. on. This has been awesome. I hope the listeners and the, the viewers have gotten some good uh, tips and ideas out of this. One thing I, I didn't ask, what kind of loans do you do? Oh, Is yes. it just mortgages or? Just just first mortgages So and residential. I don't do any commercial. Okay. So just, you know, your primary residences, investment properties, and then second homes just on a residential property. So, and we, we pretty much offer almost everything you can think of when it comes to types of mortgages. So. Perfect. So tell tell our listeners yeah. how they can uh, yeah. reach out. So my home. office is in Perrysburg. We have a wonderful team there. Um, you know, we're still a small office, so the best thing to do is really just call us and, you know, we can get you to the right person or to me and I can help you. The phone number is 419-931-9011. Perfect. And again, if you want to reach out as well via via email, is it okay if I give the email out? Oh, yes, absolutely. So that's, that's uh, Liz T at AmeriFirst.com. AmeriFirst. I got it right this time. I apologize for that earlier. But uh, uh, Liz Terwilliger, uh, definitely committed to the 419, as is America's Retirement Headquarters. And we want to thank everybody out there so much for joining us this week. Uh, please have a great week out there. Take care of one another. And as we wrap up, uh, Scott, I want to give you the final word. Well, thank you all for listening. Thank Liz and Chaz for joining me today. Uh, I want to leave you. a quote. Uh, Success is a journey, not a destination. Thank you very much. Uh, thank all the listeners on uh, uh, WSPD and uh, have a great day. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussion not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Fast performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.